Internet, and welcome to episode 51 of Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made you mad online this week and explain why you're dumb for caring. Uh, Dale is currently, I don't even fucking know, in Alberta or something, jet-setting around Canada. So today we are joined by extra special guest host, uh, extremely pregnant and perpetually <laughs> angry woman, Julie Robertson. Julie, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Uh, extra special yeah. and extra reluctant. I think what I don't know if that <laughs> if you're any more reluctant than anyone else who listens to or is affiliated with this podcast in any way. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Julie? Um, OK, so I've never met Derek in real life, but um, we argue constantly, I think. Um, yeah. um, I am I am extra angry these days because I'm feeling extra pregnant these days. <laughs> And, um, how, how pregnant are you? <laughs> I'm, I think I'm like six and a half, just shy of seven months. And like, I tell you the last couple weeks that there's been like a real turn where all of a sudden it's like, I'm just like angry, <laughs> angry and physically just uncomfortable all the time. So just ready to blow anytime. That's why I, I figured you would be perfect, uh, a perfect guest host uh, because of your pregnant rage. So uh, thank, thanks for joining us. It's just like, it's like you're, you just lose the ability to keep it in. You know what I mean? You just don't care anymore what people think. The baby? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. You're losing the ability to keep it in. You should go to the hospital. <laughs> Be my not yet not yet not yet okay well that's a relief if your water breaks on this podcast that would actually be amazing uh, so good I'll, for ratings you would only yeah <laughs> we'll listen to a live birth on outrage Factory. <laughs> <angriest> baby. <laughs> and you can name it after uh after Dale. No. do you know what you're having boy girl we don't know i didn't <laughs> I didn't want to find out because I didn't want to have to deal with explaining to people how um, sex and gender are two different things and they shouldn't buy a bunch of pink <laughs> or blue shit just because the sex of my baby was one or the other. <laughs> yes. But now you have to explain to people why you're not bothering to find out the sex of yes. your baby, which is we did the same thing. with. Oh, Noah. really? We didn't bother finding out. And like people were legitimately mad about it's one of the it. Best because- it's like people get actually angry. Yeah. And I'm like, why? And they're like, well, we have to know what to buy. I'm like, just buy shit that babies like. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know. And then everyone's asking like what color we're going to paint the room. I'm like, I don't know. Like, like a color. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Black. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The babies are colorblind. I think, I don't know if there's science behind that, but it sounds right. I said I would do a gender reveal party, but it would be a, um, instead of like a balloon or a uh, like a cake that was pink or blue, it would be just like a three-hour PowerPoint presentation on why gender reveal parties are discriminatory. <laughs> oh my god, can you actually do that and then videotape the whole thing and put it online? You would one hundred percent go viral. Which uh, segues nicely into our first topic, which is uh, this whole. Uh, god awful plane, uh, even the hashtag is dumb, like this plane bay thing. I know. Uh, for a l- little background for people who aren't on Twitter, which I would hope are you know, most people with fully functioning brains, uh, this thread went viral last week when uh, this woman on a plane 
clearly angling for social media fame. Oh, switch come seats. On. Oh God, it was <laughs> it was. Going. So... Keep going. <laughs> this is going to be great because we're actually going to argue. <laughs> Dale never does that. <laughs> She clearly angling for internet fame posted this uh, this viral thread about how she switched seats on a plane so she could sit next to her husband, mm-hmm. boyfriend, whatever. Um, switch seats with uh, and ended up this dude and this uh, woman ended up sitting together on a plane. Uh, and this lady live tweeted the whole thing. Uh, about how she hopes that they fall in love or whatever. And I guess it culminated with them hooking up on the airplane. No, we, uh, we don't know that. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, they, they they went to the bathroom together, which was it was it was implied. Uh, but you're right. We don't know for sure. Um, so. She live tweeted this whole thing. Uh, people were following around because we're all big losers with like no <laughs> love or affection in our own lives. And we were like, oh, let's watch this relationship in real time on a plane. Uh, and then Thread ended up going viral. Uh, there was the predictable backlash where everyone was like, oh, this is such a gross invasion of privacy, which at first I was like, shut the fuck up. Like she didn't post any identifying details about these people like she didn't share uh she had their instagram handles she didn't share them um how did she have their instagram handles because she she overheard them sharing them with each other uh and they started started following each other on on the plane uh and then uh so i was like okay well she didn't really invade their privacy like she was just tweeting the thing to to try and get internet famous and then um the the invasion of privacy backlash and then uh the guy came out and said that yeah he was fine with with his name being used and like shared because he wants to get internet famous too and the woman was like he wants to get internet famous big time yeah uh and she the woman was like no no thanks like i don't i don't want to to fuck with that at all uh and predictably they were both doxxed and uh people found out who the woman was and basically harassed her off of social media so now i'm like well uh maybe the privacy violation people who i thought were idiots kind of have a good point now Okay, so so first of all, people are like people are jumping on this idea that the the woman who the woman who was live tweeting it that she's like an actress singer and so obviously she's just doing this for fame. That is such hypocritical bullshit. Like like she, anyone in that position that like what why do you post on social media so that people can like it you're obviously pay attention attention to you exactly. You're looking for likes, you're looking for comments. You're obviously trying to post shit that other people are going to enjoy and, and share and whatever. Literally anything you post, that's true of, right? So the idea that this woman who's live tweeting it is like somehow deplorable, like going after internet fame on purpose and like stumbled upon this perfect opportunity to get herself internet famous. It's just like, come on, this could be anyone on any plane anywhere. Like for sure. It's happened a million times before. Like what about the Justine when she was flying to Africa or whatever? Same thing, right? Same thing. Or, yeah, or people who get, like, 
who shoot videos of people getting like forcibly removed from planes or like live shooting like horrible. <laughs> but I countered that by saying that uh, you know the fact that we all have a brain disease that causes us to chase internet fame and like do everything for likes and retweets doesn't really absolve this woman of of the fact that that that's like sure i would have 100 done the same thing but yeah, so. <laughs> but a little gross that we're all like that now no but okay so this is the thing right so then so then so she does this and everyone gets up on their soapbox about how like oh my god i knew this was disgusting right from the beginning it didn't matter so same thing so then the girl gets harassed off social media which is obviously gross and he didn't get harassed at all by the way so that's the more yeah. disgusting part is like she gets all the negative attention from it he doesn't and then, and then some people start going, oh, I guess we can't have nice things anymore because we're all such disgusting, like, dumpster fire human beings that <laughs> go after that, that point of view. I'm, I'm like, fine. That's fair enough. Like we, if we've gotten to a point where we can't, any, we can't do this anymore. That's one opinion. That's like fine. Fair enough. But then, then you get all this like self-righteous soapbox. Like I knew right from the beginning, it was such an invasion of privacy. Uh, even when everyone was celebrating it, I was the first person to think this is awful. Blah, blah, blah. I knew this was going to, you know, like that's, those are the people I'm like, shut up, like get away. Meanwhile, you, you go and look at their Twitter feed and like, they'll tweet a thousand times a day about shit they see in public and they'll like talk about the people they see. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's just it. Is there's, like, there's like nothing different from what she posted from what anyone else would. Just the fact that like people happen to jump on this one because they got all excited that it was like a romantic comedy, like movie meeting and and like you said, we have we have no affection or love so you, in our own you lives. Love uh, knowing the the few things I know about you is that you're a huge uh, rom com <laughs> like Harry Met Sally and Sleepless in Seattle and all that bullshit. Classic so, rom coms, yes, Dirty Dancing. So you woman. absolutely loved this uh, this this whole plane incident. Loved it. <laughs> loved the whole thing. I also think so. She played up. I also think she, she played up the um, the bathroom thing because I think it's totally normal to go to the bathroom at the same time as your seatmate and it not be sex. Okay, <laughs> yeah, no, that's actually really because you're like, okay, well, they're getting up and going to the bathroom. They're getting up anyways, so I'll I, go rather too. than yeah. they come back and and you wait like two minutes and then you're like, oh shit, now I got to go and we got to do the whole awkward seat dance again yeah exactly and who after having sex with a stranger on a plane would then walk out and hang out with them in baggage claim like probably not you're probably going your separate ways after that wow, it's not going to be the most mrs romantic comedy is, is advocating no, for just not. like banging on a plane and then walking away <laughs> but it's not going to be the most attractive sex let's be let's be honest those bathrooms are so tiny like it's going to be awkward uncomfortable you're just going to get it done and then you're going to go your separate ways i honestly don't know <laughs> how people have sex on planes at all like those i no. can barely i can't maneuver myself <laughs> in one of those bags i'm not a large man like i try being pregnant and trying to close the door behind you i'm like leaning all the way over like doing acrobats <laughs> trying to just close the door <laughs> 
I'm like 90% sure that's what uh, past a certain point they don't allow pregnant women on. <laughs> they just don't fit. That's, that's just because you take up too much space and they can't yeah. sell those extra seats to, to other people. Uh, okay, that's funny too, though. I saw something, I heard something recently. Someone was like, we, they can't keep shoving more and more humans into these into these like steel containers in tinier and tinier seats and expect people not to go absolutely fucking ballistic while they're on there. You know, like all these people raging on airplanes at, at flight attendants and stuff. And I was kind of like, right. that's a fair point, right? Like they, they literally are the most uncomfortable things now. The whole experience. You say that now, but just wait until they remove the seats and they're just <laughs> stacking people horizontally and like making us lay down on top of each other and like strapping us in like cargo. <laughs> that will be the most. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. They're like, okay, let's get all these people, put them in this like tiny aluminum tube and then uh, feed them a bunch of alcohol. <laughs> what could go wrong? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. Like, so I was totally on your side. Like the people virtue signaling about this shit were really obnoxious. I still think they're obnoxious, mm-hmm. but now that I don't think the problem is that the woman, uh, live tweeted this thing. Like, sure. That was exciting for her. And she got some, some, uh, some internet likes out of it. Yeah. But you know, he uh, created his own hashtag too for it. Did you know that? Yeah. 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 I saw. Oh, and, and that leads us to the next fun thing is is he got uh, he got milkshake ducks and it has now been exposed as a racist. Um, let me let me pull up the article here. Uh, how do you pronounce this? You you I don't know. Yeah, Yuan Holden. E E U A N. Awful awful name. You you I guess. He owns a restaurant in Fort Worth. Fort Worth area, Varsity Tavern. Uh, and they are apparently in the news. Varsity Tavern in Fort Worth is still dealing with racial <laughs> discrimination allegations. Uh, back in April, a story, multiple people, sorry, back in April, multiple people shared stories that they believe they were denied entry or saw someone else denied entry into the tavern because of their race under the guise of a dress code. <laughs> Uh, so this guy's tavern, uh, this hunk former soccer player is, uh, being investigated for, uh, racial discrimination, which it's just, it feels like the whole story now feels like peak social media. Like it needed the racial discrimination in there somewhere to really come full circle and be a full story. (laughs) Yeah. This, this absolutely ticks all the box. That's why I was like, I wasn't even going to record an episode this week. We were just going to like go without. And then you, you were like, Oh, are you guys going to talk about this? And I was like, we need to talk about this. So that's like 99% of the reason you're on the podcast. Well, he in general, like he, he definitely like, he, he doesn't seem like someone I would ever want to meet or hang out with in real life. Like that hashtag he created was like cat hashtag catching flights and feelings. (laughs) Like, what a douche for sure <laughs> it's like trying to parlay this into like a, a motivational speaker gate or something <laughs> yeah. like, he's gonna have uh, pro- like um promotional gear out next week hats catching flights and feelings i would honestly be surprised if these don't already okay so why do you think do you think uh that he was like 
uh, I'm, I'm interested to hear your take on this as a woman. Uh, do you think that he, he got the fame and, and the woman took the heat specifically because of their sex? Or do you think it yeah. was because he was more willing to embrace the fame uh, and she was not? Uh, what, what do you think? Well, I don't know what really happened with her. So, so I didn't know, I guess, I guess the, the woman who was tweet live tweeting, it reached out to her and asked if she could share her name or what? Yes, that's she she reached out to both, which is like uh, this is another kind of slimy thing. She posted a a video where she uh, was like narrating the whole story and she basically said she'd reached out to both of them uh, and asked if she could share their names and social media handles. And the dude was all for it. And the woman was like, no, thank you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, clearly. Uh, the woman was like, no, thank you. And then the woman who shot the video uh, in the video when she's talking about this is like, well, you guys are pretty smart. I'm sure you oh. could figure it. like she's encouraging her followers or right, people who are following the story along to kind of to, to dox the, yeah, the woman. So uh, which is, yeah, kind of. Yeah. Kind of yeah. I wouldn't doubt that. I wouldn't doubt that. Honestly, the bathroom. The, the way she played the bathroom thing lended itself to um, the negativity that got to the woman too. So I, I don't know. I haven't read like what people were actually harassing her with. Were they just reaching out to her constantly and messaging her and asking her to talk about it? Or were they actually oh, no. negative? It was like, yeah, like, oh, yeah, like, like the, the abuse that women yeah. face on the internet like on a daily basis. To- our messages and talk to us about the fact that you were on a plane. Yeah. Even, or like worse. Like I saw like a screen before the woman deactivated her social accounts. It was all like, uh, you're, you're a slutty hoe. You do this. I, I don't know if anyone actually says slutty hoe anymore, but it was in that vein. Uh, and they were like, you, you blew this guy in a bathroom. Like, it's constantly, that's what it's all about. If she had sat there demurely on the plane and there was no indication or no suggestion that she might have done anything other than like talk about her family and show pictures of her family, like that, that part of it, then it probably would have gone a lot smoother then for her. Yeah, it's like as soon as there's a suggestion that a woman might actually enjoy sex or or have sex that's not in a committed relationship, then she's she's a whore. She's a slut. That, like for that, sure. that is. Yeah, that is absolutely something that that persists. Meanwhile, dudes are like, uh, I've never seen a guy take heat for for that. Ever. No, never. Never. And like the fact that he's a former soccer, professional soccer player. And it's like, all of it is just like, he fits the profile of the type of guy that gets elevated in, in our culture. And that is like <laughs> idolized and like held at the top of a fucking throne and allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, elevated. Nice pun. Cause he, cause he joined the mile high club. Get it. Was that, was that? It was not intentional, but I, <laughs> happy i did it <laughs> yeah and, and, and like i don't know this is like 99 percent of the reason i just don't talk to people on fucking airplanes it's, <laughs> no, I hate it. that is, it's that's, that's the horrifying thing about the story imagine having to be in that conversation my god <laughs> yeah i will uh i'm just gonna i'm i'm flying mm. i'm on a flight tomorrow 
and I'm going to see if I can like uh, somehow manipulate uh, the people in front of me to, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I don't even care. I'm, we're, I'm going to have a story go viral tomorrow. Uh, it will be it. rom-com part two and it'll probably be like two complete strangers not paying attention <laughs> to each other, but I'm going to play this up. Like all these people should, are falling in love. You should try and do that and, and pick like the hardest, like pick someone that, they're sitting in two different rows like at different sides and just take random photos of them and blur out their face and pretend that they're making eyes at each other and do the whole thing. People will fall for it for sure. It's a good experiment. Yeah, that's yeah. actually uh, okay. So I'm going to edit, <laughs> edit this out of the podcast <laughs> so that nobody knows what we were planning. And uh, yeah, please, please retweet me tomorrow. Thank you. Doesn't matter because nobody um, listens to this anyways. So. Okay. Wow. Thanks, Julie. Appreciate you. <laughs> appreciate you coming on. That's very kind. Well, see you later. That's all for this week. Uh, yeah. And any other closing thoughts on this? Like, what? So, do you think that people should have? basically an expectation to privacy when they're out in public anymore or should we always assume that like by being around people we are fair game to to have like photos or videos recorded of us and, and put fair on the game. internet totally fair game because even pre cell phones like even pre smartphones or, or cell phones with cameras we all did this always like you see someone doing something funny in public you tell all your friends about it pre social media you, you text your friends about it. Then we had cameras. Then we had videos. We could record them. I think had she, should, whatever she did where she was like sending them off towards that girl's Instagram account, that's shitty. That's like, that's low of that girl. But I would 100% do this to people. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> Julie's going to lose a few remaining friends. Uh, be careful if Julie is around. She will uh, absolutely. I think the thing is that, like, yeah, back in the day, but you can use the time. You see it all the time, like one photo of someone on a subway. Like, like there was that photo of that girl with the raven on the subway. What? I don't. <laughs> but like, <laughs> what? Raven. There was like like all these memes, right? So there's like this photo of some girl on the New York subway with like a raven, <laughs> a pet raven, and she's a goth girl. And nobody's worried about privacy there. Like her full face is there, but it's like, because it's, because it's not turning into this thing with news articles and everything, then no one's worried Holy about fuck. it. Like people participate in this every day. That is a large raven. Can you just look up? Yeah, I'm looking at, that bird is giant. Is that how big ravens get? <laughs> that is terrifying to me. Why is that bird so big? I don't know. Good nutrition, I guess. Dear Lord. All right. Well, now I'm doubly, doubly scared of, of Ravens. Cause <laughs> okay. But like back in the day when, when you would just like tell people it'd be like, Hey, do you think the, the increased audience that we have now uh, adds uh, maybe an additional layer of responsibility when it comes to, to sharing these things? It doesn't even matter. In, no, what in a perfect, in a perfect world. <sighs> No, it's gossip. Okay. It's literally, it's no different. It's like gossip has existed for like centuries. It's no different than going to your coworker and like telling them about what the shit your other coworker is doing. It's like how we subsist as human beings. We have to talk shit about each other. <laughs> do, do we? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> if we've been doing it for thousands of years, then it means we need to. 
I'm I, I'm so glad I did not get you a job at Twitter. <laughs> Actually, I like, yeah, it's not shit. I took care of that on my own. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, yes, you you did indeed. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and when we come back, we're gonna discuss uh, two fast food chains that that made the news last week. Uh, we'll be right back. You gotta do, do it a little creepier next time. Pretend, <laughs> pretend like you're a 40 year old man sitting in a fucking living room somewhere sweating profusely. <laughs> I think my favorite one of my favorite things about one of my favorite things about your podcast though is whenever Dale does the Ladies, <laughs> <laughs> why? That's so funny. That's so funny. <laughs> like you'll be like, I'm a, I'm a, I work in marketing. You'll be like, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Dale. Yeah, apparently he's the the funny one on the podcast. Yeah. So that's that's, that's good funnier to know. than you for that sure. Yeah. yeah, great, cool, fun. <laughs> what a fun time. <laughs> Let's talk. Oh wait, actually, I know uh, Jordan. Jordan Peterson is is your oh favorite person God. in the entire world. Uh, intellectual Jordan Peterson. Did you see uh, what he's making the news right now for claiming that he drank apple cider and it like he stayed awake for twenty five straight days or something. <laughs> oh, what? For real. And this is a guy, and everyone's like, he's such an intellectual. He's the smartest man alive. And uh, okay, so now, yeah. so now this makes me wonder because I. Like, I really want to, I need to spend some time unpacking Jordan Peterson and understanding who the fuck this guy is, because... I don't know that you want to do that. (laughs) I thought, okay, here's what I thought about Jordan Peterson, is that he's like, he's like, you know, actually probably a relatively intelligent guy in terms of whatever his subject matter and whatever, but but jumped on this opportunity... But jumped on this opportunity to be like the messiah of all these people, but strictly for sort of fame and you know what I mean? Like that's who he seemed to me. Um, but now if he apple cider vinegar to stay up for twenty five days straight, I don't I don't know. There's gotta be some meth in that apple cider vinegar. Yeah. I think. <laughs> Well, I'm sure uh, I saw a tweet from someone and they were like, they were like, this is 100% like him testing his follower base to be like, when can I start selling these people like (laughs) nootropic supplements and like health remedies, Um, which makes sense. So he's, he's a, we, we discussed him back on, I don't even know, some episodes podcast. He's a university of Toronto psychology professor uh, who rose to fame when he basically refused to uh, use uh, new gender pronouns to refer to people in his class. He's like very much like there are only two genders and you can't tell me what, how do, which is like fair, whatever. Like it can't be mandated that, that he, uh, he's a dickhead for not doing it, but it can't, you, you can't mandate that people like use these pronouns if, if they're not 
willing to do so. Um, yeah. So his point, though, like his original original point was that it was com- it was going to be put into law. That and his interpretation of it, at least, was that um, there was no defined list of pronouns, and that by law you had to refer to a person by the pronoun of their choice. Sort of whether, and he was like, basically, whether or not they've told you even what that is. So it could be like a list of 120 different pronouns by next year. That was his like his point. Not saying I necessarily agree with it, but. He was saying, like, this law originally is so undefined and so vague and open that it leaves people vulnerable to, to prosecution from, from people for, for things that are stupid, basically. For just, yeah. Which is, I mean, it's kind of, it's like very much a slippery slope. Like, I don't know that we'd ever end up with 120 different gender pronouns. Yeah. But, uh, but as a result of that, he, he kind of rose to fame within, like, uh, the same bullshit alt-right circles that like uh, Ben Shapiro and uh, that Milo idiot mm-hmm. and uh, whoever else are popular in. And he's he's uh, he's kind of built his whole personal brand around triggering leftists now. It's not I don't think he's the the intellectual psychology professor. He's no. just like become this right wing. He's a very verbose right wing troll. Uh, and as a result of that, people think he's extremely intelligent, which may or may not be true. But like a lot of the shit he says, uh, like this apple cider thing is yeah. fucking like makes no sense whatsoever. He is also the author of a self-help book for young men. That is the number one best selling book in Canada right now, and, uh, which worries me a little bit. And started crying in an interview about like, all right. I don't know, like fact, the 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 stories back from his readers or something. I don't know. It was so I just couldn't even handle it. it was such bullshit. He's just like he's a he's a very weird uh, weird guy. Weird I think. guy. I don't, I don't quite know. You know who I was really disappointed. So uh, have you ever listened to Sam Sam Harris? Yeah, I was just gonna before? say. I was just gonna say Sam. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, really same thing, kind of starting to put Sam Harris in the same boat because like Sam Harris, like super smart guy, mm-hmm. uh, explores some like really interesting issues, yeah. but he's kind of had this like very, uh, in his defense, I think he's like, he, he is an atheist, uh, and he, but he's always had this like particularly anti-Islam, yeah. <laughs> uh, bent to, to his things. And he's really, really amped that up lately. Um, and I think it's it's the same thing. Like he's everyone in the world is now realizing that uh, right wingers online are the easiest people in the world to to grift and make money off I guess. of. Um, so everyone's kind of uh, pivoting to to do that. I guess, is, yeah. Because I, I mean, they started. Uh, they started. He Sam Harris had Jordan Peterson on his podcast a couple of times, and they had. I mean, the first one even was it was the most difficult thing you could ever listen to. It was about what is truth or what is fact or what, like it was like this deeply philosophical conversation that was totally uninteresting to anybody who is outside of philosophy. Like it had nothing to do with, you know, like any of these kind of local or like bigger issues. And then, and then all of a sudden I saw he was, um, they were coming to Vancouver together and like, having a night together at like the Orpheum or something like hosting a debate. And then there was some picture of them out for dinner with like four other guys too. Yeah. Yeah. The the recent one, it was like them. 
the two of them, Ben Shapiro, yeah. uh, Joe Rogan, who another guy. Uh, I don't, I don't know about about Joe Rogan. I, I feel like every guy in my in my immediately like immediate like family circle thinks Joe Rogan is so amazing, and I just it, it's, it's awful. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I know Dale's definitely a big Joe Rogan fan. Like he listens to the podcast and I'm like, and they're like uh, three hours long, apparently. Yeah. And like so, some, <laughs> some are, some are good. And some make sense. And I'm like, I can fuck with this. And sometimes he just like goes off the deep end and, yeah. uh, talks about the most ins- And I'm like, what rational person listens to this and is like, Oh yeah, this is, this is the thing that, that makes sense. Like yeah. I totally agree with what Joe Rogan's saying. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, wait, are we talking? Oh yeah. We veered off there. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the, uh, so in Whataburger in San Antonio, uh, there was an incident where a, there's a video that was posted online, uh, again, uh, very video online centric this week, but a video posted online of a, uh, 30 year old man, uh, in a Whataburger, which is like uh, Texas's regional fast food chain, much like In-N-Out, um, was captured online uh, throwing like what had to be a 40-ounce drink, <laughs> <laughs> which was amazing, uh, into the face of a 16-year-old boy wearing a, a Make America Great Again hat and then stealing the hat and leaving the restaurant. He's going to burn it in his fireplace. Yes. Which like you're in, you're in Texas, dude. Why the fuck do you have a fireplace? Like you need to burn wood to keep warm. Um, And the guy uh, predictably fired from his job. Uh, I think. Yeah. He was uh, like a a bartender at a a bar, Mm -hmm. uh, which issued a statement saying we're inclusive for people of all political walks of life uh fired fired from his job and is now being charged with felony theft uh for yeah which is fucking insane like any i don't i don't i think any prosecutor is gonna see that and be like what the fuck are we doing here like uh, clearly i think uh someone's trying to make an example of the guy being like hey it is no longer uh acceptable to berate Trump supporters in public or members of his administration or whatever. But uh, yeah, he's being charged, fired from his job, being charged with felony theft for taking like a $20 hat. Off See, that's the only part kid. about this one that's a little, that makes you cringe a little, is that it is a 16 year old kid and you don't see his face in the video, but you see his friend's face and his friend looks like prepubescent. Like they look like kids, you know, they don't look like adults in any way shape or form and so to throw the drink in his face is a little you're like "Mm, it's a bit much it is i did i read an article saying that there was another guy with his family at the restaurant uh and uh before the video of course the video is being filmed by a kid sitting at the table who's like friends with them Mm -hmm. um but uh, the guy who's with his family at the restaurant said that these kids were like loudly making jokes about lynching black people. And like, oh my so, God. so I'm giving the, the 30 year and similar. There was a situation uh, a couple of months ago that I took a lot of heat for where there was a lady captured uh, on film um, saying awful shit to uh, some awful racist shit to like some, some brown guys saying like, go back to your country. Or something. Yeah. 
Uh, and, At the Denny's. Yes. Uh, so yeah. the moral of the story here is don't eat as shitty restaurants. And everything <laughs> will be okay. Wasn't um, that Denny's in like Lethbridge too? It, it was a Denny's in Lethbridge, yeah. Which is uh, widely regarded in the middle of the night as the San Antonio of of Canada, uh, <laughs> but like I think I, I don't know when situations like this come out. I I really want to give these people the benefit of the doubt and be like these are rational, like grown human beings. I don't think they would have that kind of response. Like yeah, there for sure there are a lot of really awful, shitty people out there. Um, but I think for the most part, most people don't have that kind of response to something in public unless they're like provoked. Mm-hmm. Like we could say like, yeah, there's lots of like racism and hatred and, and bigotry and xenophobia and uh, intolerance online because you're hiding behind a computer monitor and you don't have to interact face to face with someone. But for me to like throw a supersized beverage into the face of a 16 year old boy they they'd have to say some pretty awful shit. It wouldn't just be because they were wearing a hat. No, but we also live in like Vancouver is like the most passive aggressive city like in that exists anywhere too. So I do wonder sometimes about in the States, like where people are more willing to talk to each other in general than, you know, their, their reactions might be. Cause really like here we don't like I literally last week I got, I went out and got a mocha and she made it wrong i didn't say anything to her i just sat there said thank you took my mocha and then tweeted about how bad it was <laughs> <laughs> that's classic canadian I, response exactly and then i left it full on the table so she would know that i didn't like it and walked out of the store and went and bought one somewhere else <laughs> well you know you could just ask you could I just know. ask for a new of course but that's the thing like that's we don't do that here so i don't know but but I don't know. The, the, the only part of this one, like if, if he wasn't a kid, like I don't, I don't subscribe to this idea that people need to be civil in their dealings with people that are talking about lynching black people. It's, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's absolutely bullshit. Like throw a drink in his face. That guy, that, that alt right guy who got punched in the face, like for sure, punch him in the face. He deserves it. <laughs> he does. Yeah. But the problem with that is that when we're, when we're making, um, when we're making judgments based off of like 30 second video clips sure. that are posted online that, that maybe aren't telling the whole yeah. story. Uh, that, that is a very dangerous situation yeah. to be in. Uh, because again, like now this dude's legacy will be that he was a 30 year old man who like drowned a kid in soda <laughs> and not that he had every right to do so. It will just be that he, he like buried a kid in, in Coke in a Whataburger. Yeah. And ge- yeah, and generally speaking, I, I hate the, I'm not like, I don't, totally don't support this idea of like then finding out where he works and having him fired and all this stuff. It's like, I don't know. It's like, what, what are the, what do the two things have to do with each other anyways? He's not on, like, he's not working while he's doing this. No, but okay. So that's, that's the other thing. So do you agree <laughs> with, uh, with, let's say it was someone uh, who is uh, the opposite of your political beliefs? Mm-hmm. Would you want Would you want that person fired from their job? But but we have to get away from this idea that we're just talking about two different opposing political beliefs. Like if I'm having an argument with someone because like I'm anti pipeline and they're pro pipeline, like that's those are two different political beliefs. We can have that debate. That's like a rational debate. When you're talking about lynching black people, that's not a 
that's like a, not a normal thing. Like that is hate. And that's not something that we should in any way tolerate or this idea of like, we're a place of tolerance of all political beliefs. Like th- what's going on in the States right now is not, it's not political beliefs that should be allowed within the spectrum of a normal debate or conversation. Uh, Julie, I'll have you know that lynching <laughs> black people is actually a major platform in the Republican 2020 <laughs> <laughs> campaign. So uh, you're wrong. And <laughs> but, uh, yeah, okay. So I think that's that's more our tendency to like, um, at least definitely in the States for sure, like everything everyone does is kind of categorized in, into two buckets now, yeah. right? Like, um, Whereas this this kid who was wearing the the Make America Great Again hat, even if he was saying this shit, his his tribe and his his group is like Donald Donald Trump supporters now, mm-hmm. right? Like that's that's his team, right wingers. Um, so they will they will automatically rally around him and defend him, uh, regardless of of context. And, uh, and, and same. And my dad, they'll be more effective at it because the thing is that like right right wing people like really far right whatever alt right these like super conservative people don't have these nonsensical debates over whether the action that that person took was appropriate or like put all all these navel gazing think pieces about whether the word cunt is okay for Samantha B to use. Like they just rally around each other and fucking go for it. And that's why they're more effective. Whereas like all these people that are, that are on the other side are spending all their time criticizing each other and trying to be the smartest person at the table instead of just like, fuck meet force with force with these people. That, yeah, and that's that. That is a very. That's is probably why uh, Democrats and and the left are doomed to lose. Uh, yeah. You know e- everything from now through the rest of time because they are more concerned with uh, with morality or at least the the appearance of morality and and being uh, a more moral person than than my neighbors say versus right wingers who only care about winning and doing what's best for them. They don't give a fuck if anyone's offended along the way. Um, Yeah. And will fall in line a lot easier too. Yes. Like they will just repeat the message because they've been, because it's been told. Like I think they did a study about it where like years back in the States where the Republicans are much more likely to repeat talking points exactly as they're given to them. Democrats are always like, Oh, well, I'll just interpret this in the way that it makes sense to me. And I don't need your talking points. Like, don't worry. I I know what I'm talking about on this issue. And so it's like, it doesn't have that same, which I'm not saying is a good thing to, for us all to be reduced to these PR talking points, but it's, it is much more effective in getting their message across and getting the message ingrained in people's heads. So basically the only way the left can make a comeback <laughs> here is by acting exactly like uh, right wingers. Is, is I, I don't know. It feels so it, I, this, this is like a horrible thing for me to say, but it feels so hopeless in the States right now. I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to change down there. It's crazy. Yeah. I, and I mean, we do see that like really starting to uh trickle across north of the border it's like i don't know if there was some like election psychology playbook that was like leaked in the aftermath of trump's campaign but we saw like 
Doug Ford just won the yeah. the premiership in Ontario, like running a very Trump esque camp, and like the Trump like rhetoric is is continuing to amp up. He's blaming uh, immigrants for shit, and I I think he like attacked Toronto for being a sanctuary, which like we don't no. even use the term sanctuary city here. We're just like yeah, immigrants like we'll fucking put yeah. you up wherever. Um, which is, and then we see uh, Andrew Shear, the conservative uh, conservative leader, starting to mm-hmm. to employ that a lot as well. Um, where it's like that, you know, truth is a very subjective thing, and uh, you'll you'll just pander to your base regardless yeah. of whether it's true or not, and nobody actually gives a fuck if it's no, true or not. Nobody cares. Nobody bothers to look. And there's like now the the one of Doug, Doug Ford's thing is about illegal immigrants and and coming into Ontario and um and you've got some people pointing out that like they're not they're not illegal immigrants right like the law actually doesn't what he's talking about the issue he's talking about they're not they are protected by the law but he calls them illegal immigrants and then all the news all the news outlets run it as a headline saying Doug Ford is fighting illegal immigration and then you get all these people being like, well, yeah. I mean, you know, if they're coming here illegally, like they should come, they should come legally. Like, no, it's not even, that's not even up for, that's not a part of the discussion. It only is because of Doug Ford being an idiot and exactly like using Trump tactics to get his message across and nobody questioning it. Yeah. Like he, 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 he says the lie, yeah. the media kind of propagates it, and then all these people who maybe didn't know uh, or don't fully understand the issue, which I'd say is the majority Everybody. of people, uh, <laughs> su- suddenly believe that Canada has an illegal Im- immigration yeah. problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. Uh, yeah, really, really interesting time <laughs> to, uh, to be alive right now. Um, what were we even talking about? Oh, the, the dude. So did yeah. this come back on Whataburger at all? Or No, I don't think so. No. I think they were, they basically just like issued a statement being like, Hey, we were unaware this was happening uh, in our restaurant. Like our staff didn't know. Nobody knew. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't think anyone's, uh, which is weird. Cause normally like, I don't think you can have something like this happen in the States now without being like, well, Whataburger, you have to take sides. Like was, totally. was the enraged 30 year old leftist, right? Or was the 16 year old boy, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is Whataburger good? I don't know. I'm, I am actually trying them. I had them like number one on my places to visit in San Antonio. Uh, cause I'm a man of culture yeah. and I will, I will report back to you in next week's episode. <laughs> so stay tuned on that. Uh, in other fast food news, do you want to, you wanted to talk about this, uh, the Starbucks thing? Yeah. You wanna- well, and, and that's why I kind of asked about Whataburger because the Starbucks thing from the get go has always been funny because they had, Two, what was it? Two, three months ago, when they had the um, the shut every store down for their <laughs> yeah, which apparently I heard was actually quite well done. Like apparently they did a good job of it. I don't know. Who knows? I haven't seen it myself. But but they had. But I mean that that whole one was funny, anyways, because they you know there's they're they took the heat as Starbucks, but. Like that could have happened in any coffee shop, any restaurant in any city in America, right? Like there, there was nothing particular about Starbucks that made them like the place that this happened. There's nothing in the training that's like, maybe, you know, make sure that you watch out for black people when you're here, you know, like, yeah. So it's just not, not an official Starbucks policy as far as I know. But so whatever. So they, they go ahead and they do their diversity training or whatever. They shut the stores down, make a big PR thing about it, but fine. It was like, good. It was 
whatever. Who knows how it went. Then (laughs) this past week, apparently, some guy goes in, uh, some customer has a stutter, says their name to the, when they ask for your name when you're getting a drink. The barista repeats the name back to him with the stutter and then writes it on the cup using extra letters to, like, symbolize the stutter. So he's, like, totally making fun of him. <laughs> but this is the thing, too, right? It's, like, people then are, like, oh, well, I guess Starbucks sensitivity training didn't work. It's, like, no, this guy's just an asshole. Like, that, you don't even need training. Like, you don't – no training's going to help you if you're the type of person to make fun of someone that blatantly that has a stutter. Like, you're just an asshole. You could work anywhere. Yeah, again, I don't think that's, like, a Starbucks uh, – again, this was, <laughs> this was another – so the original Starbucks incident – uh, where the, the two black men were, um, had the cops, they had the cops yeah. called on them, right? For like loitering in a store yeah. and wanting to use the bathroom. And then this, this incident as well, these both took place in Philadelphia and Philadelphians are the worst. <laughs> I'm like, there's no amount of sensitivity oh, really? training that will help, help Philadelphia. Yeah. They were, they were both in Philadelphia. Uh, and I'm just like, that's, that's Philadelphia, man. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Maybe the solution is to close all Starbucks in Philadelphia permanently because, uh, yeah, Philadelphia and like Boston are just like, fuck those cities and fuck the people in them. Uh, unless we have any <laughs> listeners from either of those cities, in which case I love you very much. And I'm sorry for the things I just said. Um, yeah, it was. I, and maybe this is like, I think this kind of ties back into your point earlier because Starbucks is like very much like, uh, a left wing they're, oh, they're really? even talking about Howard Schultz the the founder like gearing up for a presidential run in 2020 uh, um, for for the Democrats and they've they've always been a very left-leaning organization yeah uh, so they they kind of lose face on on something like this because they care so much about doing the like they cared enough about doing the right thing that they shut every fucking store yeah. in like the universe down for a day to train their employees to do the right thing and then something like this happens. Uh, whereas like if it was Chick-fil-A, they'd just be like, yeah, like, so what? The guy had a fucking stutter. Maybe he should learn to talk properly. Eat Chick-fil-A and nobody. I know, but Chick-fil-A is so good. That's the trouble. (laughs) It is. I know every time I'll eat there every time. And I'm like, am I like oppressing gay people by eating this food? That makes the food taste so good. I don't know. It's so delicious. I think that might be it. Yeah. (laughs) So you can see we definitely walk the talk uh, here. We care about doing the right thing, but if if it means like forfeiting our our values and our principles for some delicious uh, fried chicken fast food, then we will will do that. Yeah, but on the flip side, it's like you're you're not helping any of these like, you know, just because, okay, Starbucks is a left-leaning organization. Like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go um, be a patron at Starbucks now. It's like, you're not doing anything by <laughs> that either. You know, like you can't feel proud of yourself for, for going to the places that you do support. Yeah. Well, I guess like, <laughs> if it's, yeah, but there's a certain threshold, I think, where if it's like a smaller business, like, sure, you can do that. But if it's yeah. like some multinational conglomerate like Starbucks or Chick-fil-A, like it doesn't fucking matter. No. That's why my favorite thing is like whenever there's uh, some right wing outcry over like uh, Starbucks, like not being Jesus-y enough on their Christmas. Cups <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not. But there was another one where they were like, oh, they were demanding when they were all going into uh, Starbucks and they were telling the, the Starbucks employees that their names were Trump and having them write Trump on the cups, oh, really? like they were somehow 
like, oh yeah, this is, I can't even remember when it was, but, uh, yeah. So, Hey, you're like, you're, you're sticking it to a uh, business by like going and giving them money for coffee and then just having them write like a dumb fucking yeah, name on the cover totally. versus boycotting a business. But every time there's this outcry against Starbucks, uh, and there's like, you know, there's fluctuations in their stock or like Starbucks now, uh, announced that they're closing like 150 underperforming stores, oh. which is like a drop in the bucket for a company Starbucks size. But all these idiot right wingers are being like, well, we're, yeah. we're beating the liberals because Starbucks is, is closing 150 <laughs> stores and their stock lost 10 cents. It's, no, that is not how yeah. uh, the market works, <laughs> morons. Oh. In conclusion, if you make fun of someone with a stutter, you're an asshole and you should die. Yes. <laughs> And it's not your employer's fault. Uh, okay, I want to add a, uh, uh, you know, a footnote there. If it's someone that you're like directly related to, like, okay, sure. like, <laughs> are you just like all of a sudden remembering some? Well, no, my my brother had a speech impediment growing up where he like couldn't pronounce his R's, and we like, you know, we made fun of him fucking ceaselessly for that. <laughs> like, you, you get roasted by family and friends. Uh, if you have a stutter, but no one else sure. is allowed to touch you. No. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, anything else you would like to add, Julie? I don't think so. Look at that. I'm going to get you off did, this as soon as possible. <laughs> you did You did your first podcast. How are you feeling? Pretty good. Hot. Yeah? Hot. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, go, go cool down. Put an ice pack on your uh, baby belly or whatever. Uh, <laughs> thanks very much for, for joining us. Uh, you can follow. Can I give out your Twitter handle? You can. Yes. You can follow Julie on Twitter at Julie Robe. Yeah. Uh, as always, I'm Derek Bolin. You can follow me on Twitter at Herder. Tweet us at Outrage Fact Pod. Like us on Facebook. Uh, if you've listened to the entire episode, uh, Julie, are you going to share this with your friends? No, definitely You're not. You're so proud. <laughs> okay. Well, on the off chance if one of Julie's friends has heard this and listened this far, uh, feel free to subscribe and uh, welcome, welcome to the Outreach Factory family. Uh, and as always, thanks for tuning in. Amazing. Okay. Until next week, do you, do you want to do the stay angry part? It's our catchphrase. No. I'll let you do it. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Until next week, stay angry. I feel like I'm